Coming at you all the way from Arbitrum, it's the Magic Hour Podcast. This is Alan. Dionysus. And Breaker. Produced by Digital Strategies Guild. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the Magic Hour Pod, we have a wonderful guest with us today. Venture is the founder of Castle Dow and soon to be launched Small Brawlers. Venture, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me here and nice to talk with you. Yeah, it's nice to chat with you too, especially since uh, one of our first episodes was all about Castle Dow. Well, maybe not the first, but like one of our earliest episodes. And, you know, we, we were talking and we just couldn't put it together to get you on the pod, but here we are now. So I'm really grateful for that. And it was really interesting talking about Castle Dow and we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> but first I want to know about you. Like, how did you discover Web3 and, and get into crypto? Yeah, sure. Thanks for asking. Uh, so, well, I'm, I'm a software developer. I've been working, doing websites, applications, and many, many things for 15 years now, more or less. And I heard about crypto in one of my jobs. Uh, there was a guy that was really passionate about Ethereum and he was saying, okay, this is gonna be something huge. But, but at the moment I didn't know much about it. Uh, this was in 2017. And I saw it more from an investment perspective. I, th- I thought, okay, this is gonna go up, so on, like many people. And I started putting some money in, then I bought the top. and. When I saw that everything was going down, I kind of like let it pass. I thought, okay, all this money I put there is lost. but And I, I stopped caring for it because I didn't dig into the fundamentals, right? I didn't know exactly what was being built or what what was the technology behind. But uh, some years passed by and I started researching much more. I was more into investments in that time. But then I went back to crypto to to understand what, what's going on. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was. I was just gonna say, like, you know, you you talk about how your friend was talking about it was gonna be something big, and you know, he was early, and and I think about now, 2017, and now we're in 2022, and and it's still growing, right? And you know, so I think that's a testament to the what's the word, the innovation that we're we're working in right now, right? We we know it's something big, but we don't know how big it can actually get. Exactly, and things change really fast in this environment. And maybe in in five years, the the, the thesis that we build right now is totally invalidated, right? And there's gonna be a new paradigm, or who knows, right? Because yeah, like like I was saying, like I started digging into Ethereum and crypto and understanding more how it works, and also using my skills as a as a coder, as a builder, to to start creating things and. Around one one year ago, I started collaborating in in one DAO, and then I joined MakerDAO a bit later, and that was like my total immersion into Web three. So you work build. you worked for MakerDAO? Yeah, right now I'm I'm one of the team members of the development and UX core unit that we are working specifically on the governance portal, trying to facilitate the governance process with good UIs and aggregating data and so on. So that's, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Just, just to be fair. I mean, I was one of, I guess one of the first projects that I, I really took a interest in was MakerDAO. 
among some others, but I felt that it was uh, extremely important for the ecosystem. And I love that it's entirely um, smart contract based and and die again, another project that has incredible staying power, right? Mm -hmm. Say what Mm -hmm. you will about Luna, Terra, what, you know, UST, that kind of thing. But dai has been around longer than any of the other stable coins, right? Yeah, it has passed many tests, like support many things over the years, and it's become like a a building block for for DeFi maker, right? Yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. Continue. Sorry, I'm enjoying this. No, 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 it's fine. I'm enjoying it too. So yeah, as I was saying, I joined Maker now, and and then on 2021 September, I launched the first Castle Dao NFT collection. At the beginning, it was in Ethereum. It was like a, a loot derivative. It was the moment that loot was like growing a lot. And I thought, that's really cool. Like we can build something extending loot. We created the castles that initially was a free mint for loot holders. But we saw that main uh, layer one had a, a lot of friction with the high gas fees back then and so on. And Arbitrum was just starting, right? Uh, the the layer twos were here, and we, th- we thought, okay, that's that's the place we we need to be. the The future is gonna be a lot of rollups uh, using Ethereum as a settlement layer. I think it's a good a good moment to to launch there and move there. And since there, we we launched all the collections. We we created more things for castle holders. We started to build the game and doing like weekly rewards and everything. And that, that's the beginning of the story one year ago and and here we are since then oh wow so first off i forgot that castle dow predates magic and treasure a little bit it started around the same time but you were obviously different projects yeah but i i i can understand excuse me sorry about that why you would move to arbitrum because uh like you said the friction the the lack of friction would and the, mm-hmm. the roll-up style um, but you keep referring to your team now. Now, who else are you working with, and how big is your team right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Castle Dow is a really small team right now. Mm-hmm. We are two two people mm-hmm. full time. Uh, okay. We've been collaborating together for for well, since the beginning, and mm-hmm. then there are two freelance artists that help us right now, that are helping us move forward the art because all the first art I did it myself. But now, like we are trying to professionalize more the products that we are building, right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we we are we found we found two artists that are really good and that they are helping us. Great. And then all the other things are partnerships and friends that we made on, on the on the road. Awesome. I love the idea of the partnerships that you were doing. And when we first saw Castle Dow, I I'm an Ether Orcs holder. Nice. Yeah, and and so when I first saw it. Uh, and and anonymized too, but I don't know if you have a partnership with them. No. But when I saw that you could sh- showcase your Ether Orcs tokens on Castle Dow, I was like, that's really cool. Now, what did it take to get involved with that, or is it simple? Just a, or is it just a simple function of the composability of the blockchain? Yeah, you say like the the blockchain is open and permissionless, and that's something something really important that not many people is uh using it to the full potential like we're gonna mm-hmm. see we're gonna see this openness and permissionless grow with time but right. yeah that's just that's exactly it. like we can read what nfts you have in your wallet it doesn't matter mm-hmm. the network it doesn't matter 
what collection. We don't need permission, so we can integrate any asset into the game and and make it a playable item, right? Right. But in some cases, also we we look for those partnerships because when when we are integrating a collection in our game, we are thinking, okay, so this is Etherox, right? But mm-hmm. what what is the most powerful Etherox? What is the most the, the best item they have or what abilities does it make sense that they have in the game? So there's a there's a whole process that can be involved there and something that can be of course improved a lot. Like we have a very basic implementation, but this can go you can polish this really a lot. Like you you can make things really specialized for one collection. Mm-hmm. And and then is when when we want to collaborate with projects. Like we we want we want their input, we want to talk with them, we want to do cross marketing. So there are things that are good to collaborate with with the projects closely. Makes sense. And so yeah. you keep building upon the Castle Dow ecosystem, if you will, because like you're you're building your whole your own little kind of vertical, right? You know, you have the Castle Dow and then you have all the different cards and then how difficult was it to put together that that card game? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the card game is fr- is a bit complex. Like mm-hmm. it has many different things going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prototype was fairly uh, easy to build because thanks to the blockchain, like all the data is there. Right. But and then we we keep iterating on it. We keep adding more collections, more items, making the abilities and the gameplay a bit more complicated. And then mm-hmm. we reach a, a point that we really need to do a, another step forward and we have some plans for the future to separate this prototype into something more complex. Awesome. And well, yeah, we, we're excited for the future. There's going to be a lot of work to do, of course, because being a small team, right. but yeah, we'll see what, what the future brings. Like one, one, one thing that is really, that we like that people see about us and they keep saying it, like they keep joining our discord and saying, Look, I, I discovered Castle Dow like six months ago or three months ago, and every time I come, there's something new. Mm-hmm. So we, we keep building nonstop, and that's a that's a proof that the future will keep also being better, right? Yeah, well, that's great. And can you earn? I guess I should say, can you earn tokens or NFTs by playing Castle Dow? Yeah, uh, the main motivation right now for our players is the the monthly rewards. We have a, a leaderboard where all the where you can see all the the players and mm-hmm. the, every time you fight against another player, you can earn some points. And at the end of the month, the, the users with the most points get rewards. Oh, this month, oh. yeah, this this month we have uh, magic and some NFTs from the Arcan. I don't know how to pronounce it. Sorry, Arcane NFT. Ar- Arcane. Arcane. Yeah, we had them yeah. on a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So thanks to the founder of Arcane that collaborated with us in this integration. And yeah, we're going to reward our players with Arcane NFTs. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I love that everybody is collaborating like that. I think that it's it's really helpful for the community and it keeps uh, everybody engaged in a lot of different projects. But I want to I also know, let you know that I, I love the auto-battler uh, model because... I play Hearthstone a lot, and I find that it it makes it very less complicated for people to engage and play the game, right? If it was more active, you know, it would be more time-consuming. And so I I like that about the auto-battler that you built. 
Yeah, initially one of the inspiration was Teamfight Tactics. I don't know if you, yeah, TFT from League of Legends. I, I'm a, I was a big player of that game. I spent countless hours and I thought that would be cool to make it an auto battling system. So you can just plan around your strategy and then the, the warriors will fight for you, right? And also there was an, another motivation for that is like, initially we thought, okay, this is going to be smart contracts. Uh, we, we're not going to do the, the interactions. The, the users are not going to be choosing things during the battle because everything will happen in a smart contract. Everything will be able to be proofed. But I think we are far from there. Like we need CK proofs and we need something with more advanced to do everything on a smart contract. So now we are with this prototype of the game that works, but also we need to incorporate a lot of feedback and modify the gameplay and yeah, maybe keep different battle models in the future, the auto fight, then trying to do a real-time fighting system to see how it works, what people think about it, also important. And yeah, try different things to see also what the people like more, right? What they want to play. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you know, everybody's tastes change here and there. And, you know, I, I remember Teamfight Tactics. It's funny, I, I never got into like the League of Legends. But what, are you, what I wanted to ask was, um, what are you playing now? Uh, I'm not playing anything anymore. Like, um, I, I play a lot of games for years, and now I just have time to build things, right? And, and being in crypto, as they say, is not Web3, it's like three jobs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So most of the time I'm working and with my dog, with my partner, and trying to touch some grass now to, I don't know, come back a, a bit with, in touch with reality because we've been in a bull market for some months and it was a bit exhausting. Like Absolutely. No, no, no. You're, you're right on the money because, you know, it definitely is very time consuming. You're also being a builder, so you're probably like really hyper-focused on what's going on. Uh, one of the things that I always think about is la how limited we are in automating a lot of these functions like we're still really building a lot of the infrastructure because i feel like as we continue to grow a lot of these things that we are doing manually even the games that we're playing we're going to be able to do uh we're going to be able to automate and maybe it's a function of the fact that we're just going to end up building our own bots to do these types of things <laughs> but you know it's almost like we're working too hard to make this work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I wouldn't say the beginnings of software, but yeah, in, in, in 100 years or 200 years or, I don't know, 50 years, it's going to look like doing too much things, right? Like, it's going to be way easier. You, maybe we have AIs that you say, I want this, I want that, and they will help you build it, right? Like, right now there's a, there's a GitHub uh, bot that is called, I don't remember the name. I, I don't use it, but it helps you code a lot, right? You ask, you ask something and it will help you create things. So I guess in, in some years, it will be like that. And in, in terms of the infrastructure of Web3, for example, being more concrete, more tied to the current state of things. So the, the infrastructure of Web3 is going to evolve massively, right? Like, Right now we have all these indexes like the graph that are on the beginning and, and we need much more of this. We need powerful APIs for builders 
because right now anyone who wants to come and develop a game is going to have a bit of a hard time trying to to get a grasp of all the things of web3 and they have to build a, uh, still a lot of tools like uh, to track all the nfts to track collections and i don't know you have to create a lot of pieces that are difficult to test that are difficult to maintain and i think in some years we're going to have way better apis that will favor a lot the builders and the new games and i want to add one last thing into this like i truly believe that gamefi and it's going to be something big but it's going to be really different to what we have now like it's not going to be a stake something to earn it's not going it's not going to be uh making a lot of transactions by yourself on the blockchain it's going to be more like the previous games like you're going to be playing league of legends something really professional for pro players and then you're going to have rewards as nfts and you don't even know that you have a a wallet right you're going to receive the nfts you will be able to trade them somewhere but it's going to be much more integrated into the, the systems i think that's the future for I... for gamefi I absolutely agree with you. I think that a lot of the what we're doing, what's being built right now, is proof of concept at best. <laughs> um, I 100% agree with you. I, I hope there. I hope that it's wrong, though. I mean, you know, like I hope that these types of ecosystems, like the Magic ecosystem, feel uh, become something. You know, like they say, the Nintendo of <laughs> Web three, which I think is a pretty cool uh, <laughs> idea. But yeah, I think that it's you know. Uh, you talk about like we're not going to be staking. I think we are going to be staking. It's just going to be like built into the system, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Right. The 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 basic idea of staking to earn interest seems like almost a given at this point for anything, right? Because if yeah. your if your tokens are just sitting there, why would you let them sit there? Why wouldn't you let them earn interest? Same thing with an NFT. So <laughs> I think that that will just be natural. You know, mm-hmm. that'll just be like a feature built in, and then. Like you said, you know, you're just going to be trading NFTs on some video game store that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the in-game store that there is. And, you know, whether it's a sword that you buy in the latest RPG or a new gun for some FPS. Or if you, you know, like uh, want to buy a skin, you know, for uh, some Battle Royale that you're going to play. I think, you know, that's where that's where we're going to see it and we're not even going to realize it, like you said. Yeah, exactly. Regarding to what you say, the, the other day I was listening to a conversation. There were some players that were saying that if you trade items or warriors, for example, for a, from a game and you inherit the abilities, like I level up a, a warrior, I sell it to you, mm-hmm. then this means that the people ha- that is able to purchase the best trained warriors are going to be the, be- the best at the game. Oh, like and pay to win. Exactly, exactly. Pay to win, and they were like saying it's more probably that we end up just having skins or things that don't doesn't modify the playability of the game, but it gives you just a maybe a better look and feel, but it doesn't make you like immediately better than other players. I guess yeah. we will we'll yes. see everything, right? Right, but well, I mean, what if someone is already in the game, right? Yeah. Someone's already in the game, they're playing, they discover this really fantastic sword that they like to use. <laughs> they earned it playing the game, but then they want to give it to a friend. Yeah. If they own the sword, they can certainly give it to the friend. Is there a power spike? I don't think so, because the person who's giving away the sword is no longer strong with that sword. The person who 
got the sword is now strong with that sword. But I'm not saying like the gaming company will sell items to players to let them be better. I think, you know, I think that you can allow for the trading of the NFT without giving it away for money. Yeah, I agree with you. I think like it should be like that, right? Because right. It, it creates economy. The, the game produces assets and then people are earning things like they can sell their sword and so on. But there was this argument. I'm, I'm just trying to be the devil's advocate here. So this argument, like uh, in, I think it was Diablo 3, like at the beginning there, there was a marketplace where everybody could sell things and, and buy things. Out. And what happened is like many people were just farming the game and then they will put all these items on the marketplace and they, pe people with money will just arrive and buy all the items and then win the game against, because it had PvP, right? That's one of the problems, but really, I don't see it, personally, I don't see it as such a big problem because it, you are creating value. You're creating a job for people who wants to earn something from a game that it opens possibilities for people who cannot do another job or they want to do this. And then uh, it's a free open marketplace, all right? You just let everything happen. Yeah, it it's it will naturally happen. I mean, isn't that the part of barter and um, trading that will always naturally occur? Like people will see an opportunity and go for it. So, mm -hmm. you know, maybe there's a restriction on how many NFTs you can create in a certain time period or something like that. Yeah, yeah. you can balance those those things, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that that you know. We'll we'll find the happy medium for sure, but I don't think you'll ever eliminate the person who just wants to farm things to sell them. Exactly. But listen, we're we're getting off the rails a little bit, um, <laughs> which I, I don't have a problem with. I, I've been enjoying this conversation, but I want to know about small brawlers because I've heard from a number of people who are very uh, excited and looking forward to this project. So, um, what? What was kind of the genesis behind creating small brawlers or moving in that direction? Mm -hmm. Yes. So first, well, I'm I'm pretty happy that there's uh, people excited about small brawlers. We are mm -hmm. we are liking also a lot how the collection is is coming out, and mm -hmm. um, I think it started a bit with all the castle Dow theme. Like we have the castles, then we had generals. Uh, I will mm -hmm. talk a bit about generals later because we have something going on for them. Okay. Uh, cool. We had Defy Heroes. That was more the, the artwork is a bit of a joke, but mm -hmm. if you see the theme like generals, heroes, castles, and then we had brawlers, right? Brawlers is uh, like uh, those little fighters armed with some armors and weapons and shields. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think as Castle now progresses into into the future, we will see more of these theme collections coming together to form like a, a kingdom, right? You will have your your own kingdom of things that you will be, you will be able to use in, in your decks, right? Right. Yeah, and and small brawlers basically is a a stake to earn uh, okay. collection. So we partner with Butterfly Flywheel, and they they're gonna provide us with this service that allows people to earn some APY on their magic. What they Amazing. do is they, yeah, they, what they do is they, they offer a, a gate to the Atlas mine with some okay. boost. 
So projects like us can help and generate some yield without having to own really big NFTs for to boost the Atlas mine, right? And yeah. we're gonna use this ability uh, to allow people earn uh, yield on their magic, and at the same time, to, uh, depending on how how long they choose to log the magic, we're gonna give them a, a better, small brawler. So when you're gonna meet, you will have different tiers. Like you can log your magic for two weeks one month and up to one year. And depending on how long you lock, you're gonna get like bet a better small brawler and also a ton more rewards, right? With with much. What's the name of your dog? You're gonna laugh, Manchego. Manchego? Yeah. Like the queso manchego. Yes, like the queso manchego. <laughs> nice. Oh, you don't understand, my friend. Spain is like heaven for me. Uh, yeah, I yeah, just, I see, I see. I, I loved walking down the streets of San Sebastian, just eating yeah. all over the place. That's a beautiful city indeed, and they have a lot of fun in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. But back to what we were discussing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to recall it now. You're talking about the small... The small brawlers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so the, the staking piece, right? Yeah. So if I understand this correctly, the longer I stake it, the stronger my small brawler will be and yeah. the more rewards I will get. But yeah. so where's my incentive to not stake it long? Like, what am I missing out on by staking it for a year? Um, maybe you don't want to log your magic for one year, right? Maybe there's some people who want to use the magic for another thing. So you can just log it for two weeks. I don't know what will people do really at the end. If I if I have to meet, I will choose one year, right? Because first, uh, the market right now, I, I think that we're going to have still a, a bear market ahead. So logging one year is good. You get a, a reward on what you have, and then you get out of the bear market with more magic. But maybe somebody wants to just use the magic in a couple of weeks. So yeah, that's why we have different tiers here. Makes makes a lot of sense. It, it really does. You know, I guess it's like uh, if you lock it for a year, you could miss out on being able to use it for something else. Yeah, exactly. And in that case, we, we want to reward people who want to take the risk. So you're going to get a better unit. Mm-hmm. Makes, makes, makes perfect sense. And then is there anything else that you'll be able to do with the small brawler or just play it in Castle Dow right now? Initially... Uh, the only integration that we have is played in Castledale, and you're gonna have some attributes. You no, know? so if you take a look at the metadata for all of our collections, all of them have on-chain data that we use in the in the game. And small brawlers gonna be it's gonna have data. It's not gonna be on-chain. It's gonna be on the metadata, but you will be able to read it like any other, any other NFT on, that you can see on Trove. And you, we will use that for the, for the game. But uh, when launching the small brawlers, we are, we are preparing also different things that will come with your small brawl, small brawler, sorry. And it's going to be the normal artwork, and then you're going to have a PFP and some other, some other things that will come with it. And We'll put that on the website so you can log in into Castle now and see see all other things. And well, in, in one year we will see what else we will on top of them. But oh, this yeah, is the, sure. the first the first steps. Yeah. I like it. It's really good. So for every one hundred and fifty magic, 
I believe that's the number you you had on the website. You'll get one small brawler. Is that correct? Uh, no, actually, the the website it's by default on three small brawlers, so you can see how oh. many. Yeah, but it's actually fifty magic for one, and then you can mint as many as you want if you are whitelisted. So, and then what what do you believe the collection size will end up being, or is there no limit to how many small bra- small brawlers there'll be? We're gonna limit to ten thousand. Okay. Um, and if we don't mint out in some time, we will close it. Like imagine if in one or two months we only made six thousand, then maybe we close it at six thousand. We we're not gonna make it more. Well, what if what if like someone comes along and they got twenty thousand magic and they're like, I want to stake my twenty thousand magic. Are they gonna be able to get two hundred small brawlers? Um, first, I I think there's gonna or, be I'm, a limit. There's going to be, no, I, I don't know the math either. I, I will need a calculator to, to check mm-hmm. it. But, I mean, they're gonna, there's going to be a limit that you can do per transaction. So probably you have you can do like 10 maximum. And oh, then if, okay. you, if you want to mint another 10, you do again, another 10. Because the smart contracts, usually they have a, a limit of mm-hmm. data that you can, you can use, right? Right. And in this case, we will try to make it in batches. If you want to spend 20,000 magic, you have to do it several times, probably. I mean, it does make sense. But so if you're, if you're lear- this is good for like the little guy who's lear- looking to earn yield and not have to pay the, the fees of like Magic Dragon DAO uh, mm-hmm. and be involved in the Battlefly flywheel. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, it's an easy way to earn yield, right? Like, mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm excited I, about these different yield prospects. Yeah, I, I didn't thought much about that, like how it's going to affect some of the people. But now that you mentioned it, it's going to be, yeah, maybe we should even consider putting some limit for whales and just trying to, to make it more for small holders, right? I, I do agree with that. Um, not that I think a whale is going to go out and spend 20,000 magic and get 400 small brawlers. But, you know, someone might figure out a way to uh, write a bot that'll buy, yeah. 10, you know, buy a thousand of them or something like that. Yeah. The, the, unfortunately, there's nothing you can do against that, right? I know. That's the... This is the future, man. This is why I, I'm like, I'm trying to learn code myself because, A, I want to I wanna be able to write some smart contracts or build some bots about, you know, for Discord or something like that. But also, I feel like this you're, you're going to have to be knowledgeable in this type of language if you really want to um, kind of set yourself apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can go really deep with the smart contracts and the bots. And yeah, in, in Web3, there's a, a lot of places where you can extract value and, and learn and, and bring value also, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, um, I was reading something about the... Uh, Mevbots, the yeah, uh, you know, what they do with Uniswap and stuff like that—it's crazy. Yeah, um, that, that's that's a really interesting part of of crypto in general. Like, there's people making a lot of money running bots, and there's wars between those bots. Like, they they fighting yeah to to get the transactions and so on. This <laughs> that's that's what we call the underbelly, right? Most people know what's 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 on the surface, then you start digging deeper and you start kind of seeing the real stuff, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. 
Yeah, totally. You mentioned earlier you were going to talk about the generals, so I'm holding off. But is there a future where we see small brawlers in, say, a 3D environment? I I know uh, I like I know people like to talk about the metaverse and kind of uh, I th- I feel like we're going to that virtual world. As, yeah. Uh, you know something. Are you? Do you believe that as well? I don't believe it much right now. I think that people will build tools. But we have to be, we have to go slower. Like right now we have cool and funny things like Isotile or this on cyber, this virtual 3D galleries where you can bring your own NFTs. And then if we want something like the real metaverse, I think we'll have to wait. We need something much uh, advanced than what we have now. And I don't know what will what will survive until then, right? Like no, I I agree with you there. I think that it's it's um it's very unpredictable. <laughs> it's very yeah. unpredictable. And there's a lot of promises right now, but we need to see real good implementations, or at least yeah, I don't know still any of them. Me neither. But we, you know, I think we'll also be in this bear for a little bit. So I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what gets us out of it and where things go from there. Um, yeah, like four years, four years ago, there, there was nothing of this, right? <laughs> right. Ethereum was only ICOs and things like that. Like just there, there was no NFTs, no metaverse promises, mm-hmm. no no games. And now there's a lot of things growing. And yeah, in, in four years, there's going to be much more and yeah, definitely things are going to change fast. Right. And and we're coming up on the uh, the merge, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And that's going to be an interesting change. If, and yeah, I'm excited to totally. see what happens. I think it sounds like the team is optimistic and uh, confident that they're going to be able to make this work. But mm-hmm. it's really going to be interesting because there's a huge mining industry that's mm-hmm. just going to disappear. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to go somewhere else. Where Where's yeah. that up? Or is that elsewhere going to be? Are they just going to all mine Bitcoin at that point? Yeah, I don't know if you saw on back on Bankless. Sorry, Bankless the other day. They were talking about this and they were saying that there's a a lot of outflow of these GPUs being sold really cheap, right? For because the these miners are already pricing in the the merge, like they know they don't they're not going to be mining Ethereum in some months, so they have to get that. Wow. to get rid of these gpus yeah but that's there's going to be a lot of gpus hitting the market i would yeah. even wait you know it's <laughs> going to keep falling we're going to be able to like build computers for a dollar soon yeah that's pretty good actually <laughs> yeah i think so too i also want to ask i mean you sound like you really know your stuff as it comes to uh smart contracts and development um do you intend to have your smart contracts audited have you already done that or is this something that you feel pretty confident in what you're doing? Mm-hmm. So we're going to, actually, we didn't finish the, the smart contracts for the brawlers because we are waiting on the final implementation and advice from Butterfly. Okay. okay. We're going to have some feedback and input from them. And then we're also going to share the contracts with some other developers of our network. Mm-hmm. And also, we, we do a lot of unit testing for the contract. So we're pretty confident. That's fingers really... crossed that everything is gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed for sure. And that's really good that you're talking with the Battlefly team and having them review it too. You know, there's I I, I will have to say I've met I met a lot of people at NFT NYC. There are a lot of extremely intelligent people out there. 
way more advanced than I am, obviously, because yeah. I'm not a developer or anything, but just the the things that the the people I met were talking about and what they can do and, and how they're collaborating, it blows my mind and it, it makes me really optimistic for the future. Even just talking with, with someone like yourself too. You know, I think that we're in good hands, if you ask me. Because that's the other thing too. I really, I feel like I really have not met bad actors, which I'm not saying they don't exist, but it seems <laughs> to me that there are a lot of really good people in the space who are interested in seeing, seeing it grow and flourish. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, fortunately for me also, I met all the people I met are good actors. And from what I see on the internet, on Twitter and so on, like the people I see being bad actors are, I, I'm sorry because this is not an universal truth, but I'm really a bit, a bit narrow-minded in, in this. And I'm sorry if it's not the truth, but I, I see a lot of this is like extracting value from and dumping tokens into retail and things like that. That's the the thing that I see the most negative about the space right now. But yeah, in general, all the people that are building this, they believe in, in decentralization, they, be, they believe in openness, they believe in making a new, better internet. And even we, we can argue about the technicalities and about differences on, on things. There's, there's an under, underlying truth on all that is being built. That, uh, and that's really beautiful, especially for people that don't fit in the system uh, or they believe that there's things wrong that need to be changed. This create, this this is an amazing opportunity for our generation. Like, okay, let's do something different. Let's change this. Absolutely. And coming back to what you said about the, the VCs on Twitter and stuff like that, you know, I feel like that's what they know, right? They know how to buy things and then sell them at the optimal time, right? Mm -hmm. They know yeah. how to extract value one way, right? Because mm -hmm. that's that's their only method of extracting value. Right, actually, right? that sounds sounds like the, that's the whole purpose of their right. existence. But, but what we're building with, with Web3 is more ways to extract value in a different way. Because mm -hmm. value has a different definition to everybody. It's not just about capital. Exactly, yes. You know, we, yes. we, we just had on um, Ella Friends and one of the things that they're using, that they're working on for their project is a means of saving the elephants, creating this charitable project to uh, raise awareness and be good caretakers for the elephants in Africa. And I think that's an amazing thing. And, you know, like it's one of the great kind of, it's not that we couldn't do it before, but now it's much easier to make something like that happen. Almost yeah. to the point where you can have all these sorts of different charities mm -hmm. almost like have the same coin, right? Like you just have a donation coin and then people can just vote. What's the percentage going to each one kind of thing? And maybe each of these charities submits their mm -hmm. own like proposals almost. It's like the charitable DAO. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's also a really interesting thing about NFTs and charities and so on is that now the I feel like the interest of the people are aligned between being selfish and being good for the world. Because, for example, you what I mean by being selfish is like okay, you maybe want an NFT because you like it, but also some people are in it because they want to flip it or they they've searched for an incentive that will profit themselves, and that's not something that's something that you you want to do to improve yourself. But at the same time, that 
NFT or that team maybe doing a good action for the world, like in the case of elephants with the elephants. So you have two things aligned, like you are doing something for you and also something for the world. And that's something pretty interesting, right? That we didn't see before. Like if you want to make a donation, you just make a donation, you feel good, but you don't expect anything to happen for yourself. In this case, you can have a NFT that can go up in value or you can use it for other things. So we have this digital property that brings new support, new opportunities. That's really yeah. interesting. And that's one of the things that I, I love about it and I've loved from the get-go. It's just, there's there's so many different things that we can do with it that we, it's there's so much untapped potential, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm excited for that. Totally, I really totally. Am. I really am. You know, we, we've been talking a bit about almost everything. We've, we've covered a lot of topics. I know we're still talking about small brawlers. So when do you uh, anticipate that small brawlers will go live? Obviously, yeah. I think it sounds like it's going to be coincide with the launch of Battle, Battlefly's flywheel. Is that correct? It, that's correct. Yeah, so I don't want to say anything about... because You don't, I don't, have, but you don't have to make any promises, Venture. Don't worry. No, no. I, I'll tell you what I know, but I don't want to talk in the name of Battlefly because I don't know exactly when they will launch the contracts. But mm-hmm. they are expecting more or less an audit in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So we will need, once their contracts are published and the Battlefly flywheel is, is going, we will need some more days to verify that everything is fine in our end. And then that will be the date. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, no, 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 that, that's fine. Um, what else did you want to add there? Uh, nothing. That we, we are using this this time that we have extra mm-hmm. to improve the artwork, so creating some new variations. So that's gonna be also good. Even if it delays a little, I think it's fine. We 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 will create more things. Great. And I guess what I what I what I guess while you were talking about that, what popped into my head because we were talking about it earlier too. Do you think that right now a lot of these projects who are building something that's somewhat complex and new are waiting a little bit till the merge happens before they launch, just in case they might have to change something in their contracts? No, I don't think so, really, because the merge is not going to change how the EVM, the Ethereum virtual machine works. So, yeah, I don't think that's going to affect much, especially if we're talking uh, about the... Arbitrum L2 ecosystem, we are even more isolated on the proof of stake that actually, again, it's not going to change how, how Ethereum executes. All right. Good to know. I'm glad, I'm glad you're, you're on, on the up and up on this kind of stuff. I need to do more reading. It sounds like, is there anything else you want to add? You know, I know we've been chatting for a bit and I, I really enjoyed our, our time. What else are you, are, are you working on any other projects? You seem like the kind of guy who, who, uh, wants to, dabble in a bunch of different things yeah so actually i want to add a little bit more about generals. Oh, yeah but... the generals yeah you you were going to say something about that yeah but before that so about what you say about doing a lot of other projects i, I used to be more like that in the past like uh, every three months i would be starting something new but now we cast with castle dow and maker dow i feel like i have my plate full and in castle dow there's so much to do mm-hmm. so yeah we we are always, okay, this month we have two more collections. Like, uh, I think we added Cryptids and this one, sorry, uh, just 
droids, droids. Uh, okay. Yeah, we have, we have them so people can play with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe next month we have some new items, and then we have a bunch of feedback from our players that we want to incorporate in the game. Also, we we are we are gonna try to change a bit of the the story mm-hmm. in Castle Dao, like as a player. We want to give them a bit more context about what, why are you fighting, not only for the rewards, but what's the story behind your deck and give a little a, lore. A lo- a bit, yeah, exactly, a bit of lore. So we have to build that, and yeah, so there's a lot to do. I want that we improve a lot, also visually. So yeah, there's a lot of job there. That's for for this year and the next year and the whole bear market. We can already bring things so. And then about the the general. So in September is gonna be one year from Castle Dao since we started, and we have this collection called the generals. That if you have a castle, you can get one general for free, or you can mint one that they are really cheap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have a really simple artwork right now. But we have we are working to create one new artwork. And I think it's gonna be pretty cool. We share some teasers on the on the Discord, but yeah, soon we will announce the once we have something more done. But it's gonna be really cool. Do you have any uh, whitelist opportunities for the Magic Hour listeners? Sure, let's give the Magic Hour listeners uh, fifty whitelist spot for small brothers, and then we we'll talk about it. All right, yeah, let's definitely coordinate that. You said fifty five zero or fifteen one five. Five zero. Oh wow, that's very generous of you. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, Thank let's you. definitely talk about that after the pod for sure, and we'll set up a raffle like we did before. Perfect. Um, but in but in the short term, again, thank you so much for joining. Oh, I hear your dog too. I guess maybe yeah, yeah. you heard mine. <laughs> um, is it a boy or a girl? I'm sorry. It's a girl starting uh, to bark. Like well, she's really young, eight months uh, old, and starting to be a bit uh yeah well she's Teenager. still a puppy yeah 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 um what's her name now that you, now you got me curious it's her name is haka is haka. like the uh the tribal dance from new zealand not exactly it's oh. like the, the name of a town but i will take a look at the tribal dance okay sure but venture again thank you so much this was a wonderful time uh, i really enjoyed speaking with you i'm glad that we could get put it together and uh, let's continue to chat, uh, not just about the whitelist stuff, but I, I want to follow you. And, and maybe I'll, when I go back to Spain, which will be inevitable at some point, you'll give me some recommendations for sure. Sure. And you're welcome to, to visit us and stay with us if you want. And well, nice, to, nice to meet you. Right yeah, there. nice to meet you as well. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful Thank day. Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye. that concludes another episode of magic hour friends if you like what you hear please like and subscribe to our youtube or spotify or apple podcasts or wherever you can listen to your podcasts you can also follow us on twitter at magic hour pod all the links are found on our link tree which is in the show notes from all of us we appreciate your support for bridge world <laughs>